Let's Talk Land, a weekly land education talk show devoted to learning about land and farms, buying and selling, ownership, and especially for real estate agents and realtors. Hey, learn from the experts, free land education, guys. Hi, my name's Lou Jewell. I'm an accredited land consultant with United Country Real Estate Sutton Properties, along with my co-host this morning, Teresa Martin, who is out selling real estate. It's a busy market. She's a, been a busy gal. Buying and selling homes. Land of Farms in Western Piedmont, North Carolina, or Southern Virginia. Give us a shout. We'll help you out. Our office is at 102 East Main Street, next to BB&T Bank in downtown Pilot Mountain, North Carolina. Our company website is www.allsuttonproperties.com. That's A-L-L-S-U-T-T-O-N properties, plural, dot com. All of our shows are dedicated to the Realtors Land Institute staff and our members and our national websites, www.rlland.com. Now, I'm going to tell you something. I want you to listen. If you're buying land or selling land, go to that website. Find one of our members throughout the United States. We are trained. We are experts. Our accreditation is accredited land consultant designation is about 500, of which I'm honored to be one. So listen to me. Hey, we'd like to thank our sponsor, LandHub.com. Buying or selling land, LandHub is the place to be. Hey, we got a great guest today, Reed Kutenbach. Reed, welcome. Thanks. Thanks so much for having me. I appreciate it. Yeah, where are you calling from? I am calling from uh, Rocky Mountain, Colorado. Rocky Mountain, Colorado. Wow. That's a beautiful part of the world. Tell us a little bit about yourself and your background. Well, uh, I've been in real estate investing for more than 10 years. I've always had a fascination around it. And I started out buying manufactured homes uh, in mobile home parks and quickly turned that into becoming a manufactured home dealer where I would list homes for people for sale if they wanted to sell their home at a mobile home park. Then I would buy them, fix them up, and resell them for cash or sell them on payment. And then I started getting into other types of real estate investing, so non-performing notes, um, unsecured debt, uh, regular real estate, flipping single-family homes. And while I was buying manufactured homes with land, um, I came across a lot of situations where the manufactured home had burned up, and then I just had the land. And I thought, well, what am I going to do with this? And I quickly found out that there's a lot of money to be made with buying and selling land. And so I started Googling around, found some people that taught people how to um, sell land and make money from it, uh, just like other types of real estate. And then I got into commercial real estate investing with self-storage facilities, but I thought, well, I put all this time and energy into my education around land investing. How can I reap the benefits of that? And I have some extra cash lying around. And so my wife and I decided, well, let's start funding people's land deals. Not everyone has the money, but they always come across the deals. Um, and so how can we help them? And so that's where we got into land. Right. Gets you up in the morning, huh? Definitely. Definitely. You have a beautiful wife, Haley, and she's part of the team. And you guys have been funding land nationwide. Uh, since 2019, and like I said, using your personal capital, but as well as self-directed investment retirement IRAs. Is that your self-directed? Because other people can yeah. use that, too. I want to talk about that today. Yeah, uh, yeah, great topic. Um, yes, yes, sir. So it is my self-directed Roth IRA as well as my wife's self-directed Roth IRA. We only do a few deals in, in the self-directed Roth IRAs a year just because of you bit. Uh, unrelated business income tax. Right. Uh, so, but uh, overall, um, we use that that vehicle. We also um, are exploring an uh, HSA and using a self-directed HSA account to fund land deals, as well as a Roth 401k. So, um, a Roth 401k self-directed. So, and then our own personal capital. We've not. We don't use anybody else's money at this moment. We to fund these deals. It's just all of our own capital. And by the way, I want my listening audience to know that uh, you are not a realtor, nor you're a real estate agent, nor is your wife, correct? That is correct. Nope, I am certainly not one of. I'm not, I don't. Not, have not one of the one point four million or, <laughs> or one hundred eight thousand in North Carolina. Good gracious! 
But um, and that's why, again, I wanted to have you on the show for many reasons. But uh, uh, you know, you're involved in the real estate industry, and you're not a licensed agent. And uh, you're the first one that I've interviewed, so uh, I'm, I'm happy to have you on. And and uh, it does work, doesn't it? Yeah, yeah, it does. But I think you know what's really important is I talk with uh, land real estate brokers or just real estate brokers or real estate salespeople, um, whatever states that you're in, um, the license that applies to you. But those are the backbone of our deals, real estate brokers or real estate professionals, as they call them, because they help us sell the properties. And when we're when we get a property under contract, so when the land investor that we're working with gets a property under contract, we always like to underwrite that deal to see is that property worth what they're saying that it's worth before we fund the deal. And who do we go to? We go to a few brokers, and we ask them to give us their opinion. And then whomever we kind of gel with the best, we just hire them to um, list the property for us. So it's kind of a win-win, and they let us know about all different types of things that are happening within that area where that land is located, which you just can't learn from a map. No, and, you know, I I, uh, do consulting, have for years all over the country, because person will come to you reading you know, uh, here locally and they'll say, Lou, you know, I don't believe it or not, I just inherited a daggum farm in Colorado. <laughs> what do I do with it? So I've created a methodology years ago. I was working. I'd done some radio, actually some TV stuff down in Atlanta on the subject of land and education. And I actually had spent a week down there taping. But the person I was working with uh, was a bookkeeper for a, a multi-billionaire down there and his middle 80s and he had uh, uh, the majority of his portfolio was land investments uh, he'd gone around during the depression and and uh, opened up uh, after it cleared up opened up small banks and of course with foreclosures he was aware of them and you know it's a deal so uh, buy low right and, and uh, he was wanting to liquidate some of them and and they asked me if i would it was in like five states so that's when i created that methodology which i've used for a year and actually teach it but uh it's, um, you know, there's all kinds of ways you can make money, and land, to me, is the best investment there is, and I think you're starting to find out uh, that, uh, and it's a lot of fun, too, isn't it? Oh, yeah, it is, and, and just, there's a lot of things that you don't have to deal with when it comes to land versus just a regular house, and dealing with tenants, and toilets, and all other stuff, and so I think land is, there's just so many different opportunities with it, and the majority of these investors are paying, you know, between 20 and 40 cents on the dollar, and then what they do is they turn around and resell it for like 70 to 80 cents on the dollar because they want to, they don't want to sell it quite for market value, but they want to sell it and give someone that's the know, discount, the yeah. a little bit of equity walking into yeah. that land, but oftentimes they're, they just don't have the capital, or they've, they've, they're waiting, maybe they've bought a few deals, but they're waiting on those deals to sell, so they just need some capital, and they don't want to lose out on that deal. Uh, so they come to people like me or other land funders and say, hey, can you fund this deal for me, and I'll give you a percentage of the net profits once we resell. And I always think it's best to hire a land professional because then you're getting their expertise to on the front end and on the back end. So when we're buying the property, we know, okay, we're getting it for a really good deal. And on the back end, we know that we're selling it uh, for the right price to move it within about 90 days or less. We, we've all seen listings on land that are, you know, 365 days or longer that have just sat. And I think brokers really like working with me and the land investors that I work with because they, um, we have the same objectives. We want to sell that property as quickly as possible so that the broker can get paid, we get paid, and we move on to the next one. Exactly. Now, you have a website, too, right, that uh, I want to go ahead and mention that, and let's talk about it several, mention it several times. Uh, Rowland, yeah, it, rowlandfunder.com. Yeah, okay. So, guys, if you're out there driving, please don't go to the website, but if it's appropriate, if a, lot of, a lot of my listeners say uh, on my shows, we always try to talk about the website, and you guys can go to it while we're talking about it. It's not a live show, it's tape, but uh, at least uh, it's source. Or, you know, if you're listening to this on uh, Spotify or Podbeam or the Master website later, uh, you can reference these sites, uh, rawlandfunder.com, uh, and uh, we can find out what 
Reed and his beautiful wife uh, Haley uh, are involved in. So you're doing business pretty much in the lower 48, is that correct? Yeah, but we also uh, are, I mean, yeah, we're, we're just funding all of, all of the United States. We haven't ventured into other countries just because I don't know what those laws would be, but we've got uh, a deal that we're looking at right now in Hawaii that we're going to potentially fund and a couple other areas. So uh, we just like looking, I mean, we're just numbers folks. So we'll look at the numbers, and then, uh, you know, as long as the relationship that we have with that that investor is something where, you know, one thing that we always like to say is that our relationship with that investor has has got to be uh, one where if I was in their neck of the woods, I would think nothing of giving them a call to say, hey, do you want to grab breakfast? We want to just do business with people that we have a lot of fun with. Sure, of course. So, we all do. Um, So, you guys are basically working on a thousand dollars, and I think you cap it at about two fifty, uh, or fifty percent less of retail value. Is what you're looking for? Is that kind of your yes, your model yeah. that you work with? That, that's the model that we've been comfortable. With. Now, if it's in a really hot market, we'll explore going higher than that um, if we think that we can move it. So, if it's like California or you know New York, and I mean, and you're buying a property there. So let's say 68 cents a dollar, but you know that you can turn around and sell it for 85 to 90 cents a dollar within a shorter period of time. You know why would we pass up on that? But it just depends on each deal. But that those are the general parameters. And read your your sales time model is uh, 12 months or less. But uh, I'm sure you have occasions, uh, especially past. I know the market's hot now, but in the past it uh, probably went longer than 12 months. I mean, it's hard to yeah. predict. That's going to be that's going to be ninety nine point nine nine yeah it's going to be about ninety nine point nine 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 percent of all the real estate agents out there because there's no land education other than the Realtors Land Institute my little four hour class I do for the state of North Carolina and this radio show uh, it's just there's no formal uh, you know there's there's Realtors that set up these you know like you maybe went to one or two or you know I've seen them over the years and. You know, they have classes, you know, it costs you a couple thousand dollars, and they take you through everything, uh, you know. And uh, But other than that, it's, uh, a lot of people do land. They shouldn't according to our code of ethics or commercial or property management if they don't have proper training education, but they do it anyway. So, uh, yeah, we'd like to see, do they have, can they talk the talk? Are they, do they have experience? Um, and, yes, I, I totally agree that there is a limited amount of education, but, they're listening to your show, my thinking is whether or not they live in North Carolina or not, I'm sure there's something of value that they can get from your education. I hope so. You're, you're, you're our 158th show, so there's 158 hours after today uh, that they have an opportunity to uh, to bone up on all kinds of issues, anything that we can find that's related to land. Hey, our guest today is Reed Gutenbach, and this is Let's Talk Land. We'd like to thank our sponsor, LandHub.com. If you're looking to buy or sell land, 
LandHub.com previews thousands of properties nationwide. And we're talking about the criteria that you and Haley have created that evidently successful for you. You obviously wouldn't continue it. But, you know, location anywhere in the U.S. Uh, purchase price, uh, 1000 to 250 50% uh, less of retail value. And, and there's uh, exceptions to the rule. Uh, sell time, 12 months or less is what your model says. And then you're looking for a split uh, of 55 to 75% net profit uh, to an invest investor and 45 to 25% to the funder. So, um, you know, that... Uh, that seems to work well for you. Those, uh, where did you come up with that formula? Uh, I've looked. That's kind of like the industry standard, at least from most of the time. It's well, it's not really the industry standard. The industry standard is normally a 50 50 plus. Right. What I found. And so we thought, well, you know, the investor's doing a lot of heavy lifting, and they're really the captain of the ship. I'm just along for the ride. And well, they got the most risk. Ahead. They got the most risk. So let's talk about your process. Um, take, take us through that. You've, you've listed it here on my notes, but uh, I'd prefer you uh, cover them in the mint than, than I. So you got step one. Take us through your uh, your process so people understand uh, if they go. To, and that's on your website too, right? Yes, yes, sir. Uh, so first, they the investor should get a piece of property that is 50% or less of value. Uh, ideally, of retail value, and they should put it under contract. They have to have a signed purchase and sales agreement for that property. And then once they do have that, then they can submit a request to me using at my website, uh, rawlandfunder.com, or they can just shoot me an email and um, with just their due diligence information. So anytime that someone is looking to purchase a property for, from an investment I assume for most of the more experienced land investors, they always have something called a due diligence spreadsheet. So they track, they document, okay, does it have physical access, legal access? Is it in the wetlands? Um, does it have, is it like in a floodplain zone? Um, is it oddly shaped? Uh, what are the allowable uses for, from a building standpoint? Uh, does it need to get a perk test or not? So all these different things that they document, and then that's what's shared back with me to justify the price that they feel they can sell it for. And so once they submit that request to me for funding, uh, I get a funding decision back to them within usually 24 hours. And so at that point, uh, I will send them a background check and I pay for that background check. And it literally just, I'm just trying to make sure that the person that I'm dealing with uh, is not someone that has been convicted of fraud or embezzlement and uh, just generally a good citizen. And then I'll let them, I'll show share that report back with them, let them ask me any questions. But, um, and they can do one on me too, me and my wife, no big deal. We've had people do that on us too. Because they, I mean, they're getting in bed with us too on the deal. Well, your partners, you, you know, your, your, your partners. Yeah. So, do you use the realtor's contract, or have you had attorneys? Because each state are different. I have an attorney that has created a funding arrangement agreement that I use, and uh, he has vetted it across the states that we invest in. Um, and then once. And, and the, the contract, the purchase and sales contract, that is, is something that the investor uh, supplies. So each investor has their own agreement, and I, um, I make, you know, I just ask them, have you vetted, have you spoken to an attorney? Uh, sometimes they use the state contract where they're purchasing the property. Other times they just use their own, and go from there. And then once we approve it, uh, then we review and sign the funding arrangement agreement, and then we secure acquisition funding for them. So what I mean by that is uh, we work with the title company or a title attorney, and we get the uh, wire information, call up the title company, verify the wire info, send that off to them along with the tenant common agreement that we signed, and or 
after uh, we purchase the property, um, both my name and the investor's name are usually on the deed. That, that's why you're using a ten, ten, that's why you're using a tenants in common agreement, right? You meant you uh, you failed to mention the the uh, realtors commission in your uh, scenario there <laughs> with your split. Oh, no, no, no. They, they, I said after they get the commission. So right. yes, the real estate broker gets the commission um, at the time of the sale. No, I, I knew that. I just want to bring it up for those that say, "Well, what if, if I work important. if I work with Reed, am I going to get paid?" <laughs> oh yeah, yeah, definitely. Well, that's the whole point of the relation. I mean, it's a good point of the relationship, but it's an important point because we want to make sure that. Talked to a bunch of real estate brokers that where their first question is, you know, what are you trying to sell this for? And when they tell us what they think it's worth, we say, okay, well, uh, multiply that by seventy to eighty percent. That's what we want to listen for. Right, and then you can you negotiate your commission with the agent. So, yeah. Um, what about do you, do you do credit checks as well on your buyers? So on the on the buyer side. No. no. Uh, the buyers, as long as they have cash, that's all that matters. Okay. Most of these deals are being sold for cash. Which you could do it if you wanted to, obviously. We could. Yeah. Uh, it, we're not. So with the land investors that we're funding their deals for, we do a background check. And then on the individuals that are buying the properties or a developer or builder, that if they have the cash, you know, they're fine. Or if they end up going to a bank, then obviously they are going to protect their credit. Right. But that's, we're out of that future. Unless we are doing any some sort of like seller financing, but generally most of the time, the land investors that we work with like to buy and sell for cash. Tell me about your seller financing model.
that case, I would get the 7000 the agent gets the 3000 and then until I get paid that additional 3000 out of that $10,000 down, um, I'm getting 100% of that money. And then once I'm fully, I fully recoup all of my original investment in that property um, or from that property, then after that, that's when that net book comes into play. Does that make, does that help? Yeah, totally. And uh, what's your interest in, in terms model? Most of the time, uh, it, it's really up to the investor. But I, I know some investors that they all stay below the general usury limit. Um, so usually, in Colorado, it's about 2.12%, so they would stay at 11.99 most likely. Others just don't want to deal with the interest, so they just do 0%. But then they boost up the payment amount. Is that a month? That's a monthly fee. Yeah, sometimes they set it up to be quarterly. Some it's sometimes monthly. It just depends. How far you go out? It's whatever the it's whatever the, uh, the buyer and the investor negotiate. And what about how is it? A three-year balloon, five-year balloon. Well, that's hard to compete with, isn't it? Uh, what do you mean? <laughs> well, I mean, you've got the, uh, the, well, just for our listening audience, if I may, um, you've got um, organizations like Farm Credit, uh, and then there's um, one of our ALC who uh, created a, uh, a uh, land franchise, and they're doing really good. Uh, they actually found three other lenders uh, that specialize in land loans, and they created them. Land Mortgage Company, which is the first I've ever heard of. Uh, land's a specialty, and, um, you know, historically and currently, our banking industry uh, is looking for uh, uh, three to, I mean, I'm sorry, um, 20 to 25 percent down, and and then usually they're looking for um, uh, vacant land is usually two two basis points higher on your, on your interest, so, you know, if a Three percent is kind of the average interest rate out there. Uh, land loans are going to be around five percent, and uh, so uh, that's what I was saying. It, it's interesting uh, your model here. Uh, and, uh, yeah, generally the investors that we work with don't like to sell land on financing. They just kind of say, "Hey, um, if you want to buy this land on financing and you don't have enough cash today to buy it all, here are a couple places you." that that financing but we only accept cash so um i'd love to get those names of those uh that land mortgage company yeah i'm sure i'll yeah, be happy well, it's only... that need need that and our goal is not to sell it for financing it's just it's not my thing now there are some land investors that say oh no credit checks nothing you just all you got to do is give me a hundred dollars down and then you know $150 payments each month or $100 payments each month. And they, those are like generally desert squares out in the middle of nowhere. Right. Um, but I kind of feel like well, what happens if, you know, and they do a, I think it's called a land contract. I think that's the way it that is. They're, mm-hmm. they're setting it up. Yeah. Um, and, and so what happens if someone decides to build on it or start dumping trash on it or dumping tires? The deed is still in the land investor's name. So the county or whomever is going to come after that that person's taxes. They pay the taxes. So I, I don't know. Uh, we haven't done too many of those financing deals or seller finance deals on land per se just because the majority of our investors just don't want to do them. understand. Hey, our guest today is Reed Kurtenbach. This is Let's Talk Land. Hey, we'd like to thank our sponsor, LandHub.com. Sell your land, land of your dreams. Uh, you got some really something interesting here. Give us some ideas of uh, maybe some of your first transactions and the relationships for uh, real estate agents. Now, guys, I want you to listen to the show uh, uh, specifically about the opportunities with uh, Reed and Haley because uh, they do cover the country. Uh, and, uh, you know, I, I definitely want to get involved with you here in North Carolina, Virginia. Uh, we'll talk about that uh, in the future here. 
But uh, this is a great opportunity. And by the way, go to that website if, if, if you're not driving. <laughs> it's just Raw Land Funder. It's pretty simple, rawlandfunder.com. And, uh, of course, it'll have all the reads and Haley's contact information. So, uh, But I'm going to turn it back over to you and uh, give us some more information and give us some direction. Yeah, so I uh, appreciate that. Really, uh, one of the first deals that we did, uh, we did with a, um, a a brother and brother team, and um, we are still funding their deals today. And really, what it comes down to for us is that, as cheesy as it may sound, everybody that we work with, it it can't be a transactional relationship. It's got to be one where could imagine if, if we were in your neck of the woods, just taking me out for breakfast or lunch or whatever, going to a ball game, whatever it may be, football game. We want to do business with people that we generally like and enjoy and spend time talking on their on the phone and helping them because I'm always asking any investor when we're first talking, I always ask them, what's your why um, and what hey, are you doing good. and where do you want to go and tell me about your family situation. I want to know, is there some way that I can pay it forward to that individual? Is there knowledge that I can impart on them? Is Are there individuals that areas that they've encountered where they're stumbling and they need some help? And maybe I know someone that I can connect them with that can uh, help them in that area. Uh, for instance, uh, many of the individuals that I know that I work with, they're making a lot of money, uh, but they don't have a financial planner or financial uh, fiduciary that can look over their money that they're making and help them make the right decisions to plan for tomorrow. And so I have a financial planning company that I work uh, with that we've hired to help us, and they're basically our accountability partners. And so I refer to them because I really believe in what they do. They, they charge you a fixed fee. They don't charge you a accounts under management fee, and they don't have any insurance products to sell you or anything like that. They don't have products to sell you. They are in your corner. It's just like someone that's really smart with money that's looking at your entire financial picture and helping you set up your will, helping you do tax loss harvesting, whatever it may be, they're working with you on that. So I've really gotten a lot of benefits. So it's kind of that type of relationship we want to have with the individuals that we do business with. We want them to give us a call not because, you know, we give them a great deal or whatever. We want them to give us a call because you wouldn't call anybody else because we're the ones that are willing to go that extra mile and help them personally, financially, spiritually, whatever it may be. If we can help them, that's what friends do for each other. So that's kind of our mode of operation. So the deal that we did with them, um, it was one where I think we – uh, fund we, we uh, funded I think like a five to nine thousand dollar deal I don't remember the exact specifics and we went through all the motions they used a broker uh, and they resold the property within about a month and a half we did a net profit split and everything was good to go uh, another deal that we did with an individual which was great was we um, gentlemen came to us and said hey I need funding for this land it's three thousand dollars. Uh, and we said, okay, we'll fund the deal. And we agreed to, I think, like um, $15,000. No, uh, yeah, $15,000 to resell that property. And he came back to us shortly thereafter and said, hey, I've got a buyer, but it's slightly less than that fifteen grand. What do you think? He said, sell it. Um, and so they're in the driver's seat, but we're all about velocity, trying to move the property as quickly as possible. Absolutely. And so... That was probably one of the best deals we've had. There's been other deals that have been so-so. So uh, generally, we don't work well with people that when we fund their deal, the investor takes a long time to list the property with a broker or by themselves. Some choose to just list on their own. Um, or they just don't provide regular updates. They don't, in other words, they're not just not being responsive and they're not respecting our money. So... But generally, we've had pretty good success with all of the individuals that we that we work with, and most of the business that we get from uh, people that are wanting us to, you know, 
of their deal, uh, they are just referrals. So it, it's just, it's definitely a referrals-based business. My wife always says I spend more time talking on the phone to our land investors than I do talking to her, which is probably not a good thing, but she just kind of sees that it, it's a relationship business, just like being a, you know, a real estate professional, right? Exactly. Yeah, it is. It's referral-based, uh, great percentage. And this, you know, if I, as I'm sitting here thinking, I'm trying to visualize uh, some of the experiences that I've had, Reed. Uh, but, you know, the percentage, and I've never really tracked it, but th- there's a small percentage. But you always get the first-time buyer that calls you, I want to invest in land. What do I need to do? And this model that you created sounds like the perfect vehicle for that scenario. Uh, I mean, is that a, a majority of the people that, uh, that contact you, first-time buyers? Uh, people just looking to invest, invest in land, don't know how to do it, never done it before, was talking to somebody, and they just sold their land and made a big profit, and they said, wow. And you don't have to deal with the house, and you don't have to deal with all the stuff that goes along with that. Land's so much different. Uh, it really is. Yeah. We, we deal with, uh, definitely there's a, uh, a good chunk of individuals that reach out to us that are first time or very new. Maybe they've done less than five deals, uh, land deals, and they're really wanting a, a second pair of eyes to review um, their deal and underwrite them. Because if you think about it, with the number of investors, the land investors that we're funding, they're all sending us their due diligence spreadsheets. Right. We're talking land all the time and what to look out for. And generally on the deals that we've underwritten, you know, we're talking to the counties, we're talking to brokers. So we're getting a good feel for all of these different types of um, gotchas. And so when you think about it, all that experience adds up. I think it means something. And so we're not just protecting our interest when we're looking at underwriting the deal, but essentially we're protecting that funders and for that investor's interest as well. So um, we've helped some investors uh, not overpay for a property and go back to the seller and say, hey, did you know this about the property? I didn't know about it. I found out about it. And because of this characteristic, I can't pay you as much as um, I said I was going to. Sure. Now I can only offer you this. So that really helps them. And um, so, yeah, I, 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 that's what I found to be very helpful. But, yes, overall, newer investors approach us. Um, but they just have to know that it's not something where they're going to – we're not interested in investing in a deal where they're going to hold on to it for, like, three years and then try to resell it. Sure, of course. Uh, it's something where they got to – their whole goal was to – buy it for a good price and then resell it very quickly. What's a few gotchas? Um, some of the few gotchas were, I'll, I'll give you one example. We didn't realize that there was a property, the investor didn't realize that there was a property that was sitting on an old lava bed uh, and it was in New Mexico and uh, you couldn't really build on the property. And anybody else that would hear that would say, oh, Speculators, yeah, they're speculators. How do you, you, you do you do your you and Haley do your own due diligence on a property? You know, 
you, you, you locate one from whatever source and now, you know, I mean, before I list property, man, I'm, I'm, uh, I'm doing title work. I'm doing research. I've got county issues. I got zoning. I got perkability uh, uh, for rural areas, uh, you know, septics and wells and, you know, you call the well drillers and you know, how deep are you going on wells? What's your charge? Uh, I mean, uh, do you, are you doing your own due diligence? Uh, I'm sure if you're working with a realtor, hopefully they're going to do a lot of this for you. Yeah, so we are we are doing uh, a, a good majority of that, uh, but most of the time it's the investor that brings that to us, and then we uh, trust but verify. Gotcha. And we do go through it. Anything that they haven't provided us, we go through our normal due diligence checklist what they missed or they don't normally include, and we'll just check it if it's applicable to that area. Uh, and that's part of our underwriting. I think I sent it to you. Um, I'm on the Commercial Forms Committee, and I've done a lot of stuff in our industry over the years, but uh, one of the things I observed back in, I think it was 08-ish, I was doing a lot of stuff back then, uh, was uh, land disclosure forms. In our industry, uh, pretty much every state, they have a residential disclosure form uh, that's required, uh, you know, how is the roof, uh, the earth is built, uh, what type of plumbing, uh, is there any straight piping, uh, you know, just like 26, 28 issues and observations. And uh, at the time, there were only five states that actually had land disclosure forms. And so I got actually on the Commercial Forms Committee. We have a residential forms committee and a commercial forms committee here in North Carolina. And uh, I'm very, very proud of our forms, by the way. And... Um, and I brought that uh, to the uh, commercial committee, and we went through, and uh, I gave them copies of the five states, ones I had, and other resources, and we figured out there was like 93 issues and observations potentially on a land transaction. And then once we boiled it down, you know, because out west you've got different issues, water issues, and different things, so we made it applicable for the state of North Carolina. And we still ended up with 73 issues and observations. If I haven't sent you that, and if everybody's interested in it, uh, I'd be happy to forward it to you. Uh, it's I a, would in my love, love, it, love. It's love. a it's a okay. great it's a great something to absolutely. send. Yeah, because yeah. you have a current survey. Is it that. is it in a Tell deferment? me where I need to send the Jack Daniels or whatever else. You want. <laughs> <laughs> and some doggy treats, uh, but uh, for Shadow. Uh, but, uh, yeah, I'll definitely get that to you. And anybody else uh, that's listening uh, today, tomorrow, next week, next year, these uh, three years of shows here, um, you know, just let me know, and I'll be more than happy to afford that or anything else. Uh, I love helping people. Uh, uh, and uh, uh, anyone that's interested in land, uh, I'm the go-to guy. So I've uh, been doing it for years and, and love doing it. Um, so... I like your gotchas, and we we I got I got a bunch of gotchas. Uh, as much experience and education uh, that I've had over the almost thirty years now, uh, in developing and and uh, just retail and investing myself, uh, you know, I still learn stuff, especially on these shows. So, have you got something that I don't know about? You want to you want to tell me? That might help me out. Let me look at your list first, and then I'll get back to you. <laughs> if you have 80 or 90-something questions, I mean, that's that's getting close to what we have. I think yeah, we yeah. have like 130 points that we look at. Sure. But our data points, but I'd like to see what you have. And then whatever I come up with, I'll share it right back. With no you. problem. And for the listing audience, I'll show again, if you'll, this wonderful technology we have, Google or whichever source you use, uh, just Google the state and, and put in land disclosure. Uh, I think there's like 28 now. Uh, last time we checked, that was a couple of years ago. States that have disclosure forms, so uh, which would be more helpful to uh, you, Reed, and, and Haley, for what you guys are doing uh, as you travel around the country doing business in different states. So it may clue you to some, uh, some especially out west with some of the water rights and some of the other things uh, that they have out there that, you know, that uh, maybe you haven't run across. Uh, but Oh, I'm already looking at it right now for Florida. I'm looking at some of the things. I just typed in land disclosure. Sure, and exactly. Florida, and they popped up. So, yeah, it, it definitely has a lot of the information that we have, and I'll have to dig into it a little bit more to see if there's anything else. But I'll probably look at all the states and yeah. just see what is there and what isn't. 
And another thing, if I may, I'm, and I'm taking a little part of your show, and I apologize, is no, one, of, one of the things that uh, I teach in all my classes have since 2003 around the country and here in North Carolina is um, what are the rules of the land game? Uh, we do have rules. Do you know that? Yes. The, I think I've heard about that. The rules are the, uh, the local jurisdiction subdivision ordinances. Okay? And uh, as I explained it in my class read, I said if you've never played the game of Monopoly and you go to the store and you buy it, and you bring it home and you put it on the table and get the crowd around, we're going to play the game of Monopoly. No one's ever played it. What's the first thing you do, Reed? When I Well, I pick out which car that I want. <laughs> I want a car, a Monopoly piece. Yeah, but what's the rules? You read the rules, right? Oh, yeah, of course. Yeah, so you know how to play the game. Well, first of all, you got to open up the box. That's being a little facetious, but, you know. <laughs> but, uh, you know, that's what you get when you... You know, whatever jurisdiction you're in or jurisdictions, I, I'm in like 30 counties so, uh, that I work in. And then if I do consulting in different parts of the country, that's one of the first things I go to uh, is, um, you know, for example, here in North Carolina, uh, when we subdivide land, as long as we uh, stay 10 acres or more, you don't get the government involved uh, in no way or fashion. And, those are, and that's where sometimes, you know, I can try to be a master of all, but then you become a master of none. Yeah. So for me, that. that's why I try to find an agent that really Perfect. knows his stuff. Bingo. Or her stuff. Bingo. And and then uh, from there, I, that's where I depend on them. And so for me, one of my qualifications of every agent now is, you know, what type of land education have you received? Sure. Or taken. And you could tell that, too. Uh, you know, when I... When I travel outside of my area, California teaching or different places, I'll spend hours going through the uh, the local uh, MLS or the uh, uh, LoopNet or Lands of America in that county or that state, and I'm looking for agents that have land listings. And I'll see John Jones or Mary Sue, and uh, they may have 20 or 30, 40 land listings. Uh, and then I'll see the one that's got the $5 million land listing, and they got a no pictures and maybe no aerials or topo maps, uh, and maybe one sentence. It's a great investment. Uh, that person has no idea. They should not be uh, representing that client. That's uh, that's and unfortunately that's our industry. Uh, but uh, you're, you're exactly right. Uh, uh, I mean, quite frankly, Reed. Uh, first phone call I make is to the local farm credit uh, office, uh, and um, and try to talk to their appraiser. Uh, um, and they, you know, or uh, uh, the county, uh, called the county uh, planning board, or the mapping office. You wouldn't believe the information you get from the mapping office. Uh, and, um, you know, I have a whole process just like you, Reed, uh, you know, just to, to get my due diligence information. And, then of course, I always ask when I'm talking to mapping or the firm credit, hey, who's the land person in your area, you know? Who's yes. the one that's doing yeah. recreational yeah. land, or who's the ones that's I wanna, doing land? I want to definitely talk to you about that. I, I really think that we could synergize on some of that because I think that would be really helpful to a lot of the land investors that we work with. Because I don't know that they go to that level of extreme. Well, you, how would you know uh, if you're not taught that? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, duh. Another reason why to take your course. Well, or listen to my show. Uh, it's, yes, it's, exactly. It's, uh, it's, uh, it's it's full of information. If you just take the time to do it, hopefully someday maybe we can uh, get somebody that might be interested in taking these shows and uh, and uh, and creating a book or several books or a course or you know there's a lot of lot lot of material, lot of material um, about any, anything you can think of. And I'm still looking for shows uh, and anybody out there that has some information uh, re relative to any land. Uh, you know, I just did one on the Bible. Uh, and land, which was uh, I didn't want to do for, for a long time. It's fascinating uh, all the different uh, rela relations to uh, the word land in the Bible and how it applies to what we're doing today. But uh, so you, I like what you're doing, and uh, I don't know why our listening audience wouldn't want to uh, give you a call or go to your website, rawlandfunder.com. Uh, if you're not driving, go there, or you know, uh, when it's convenient. But uh, Reed's got a lot, and Andrew's got a lot of great information. Um, you know, what makes you get up in the morning? 
Beside your, beside your dog. Uh, <laughs> I, I enjoy just, I'm kind of that go, go, go kind of person. So that's just me. And, um, I, I just, just, that's just me. Uh, it's my, my wife, just life in general. I, I think just as I've gotten older, uh, I've noticed, you know, the, the time is fleeting and that's something that obviously you can't pay for or get back. And so, um, for me, I just feel like it's really important to utilize all the time that we have on this earth. Uh, so that's, what's important for me. Sure. Um, and one thing I'll mention is that if, if you're a phone person and you, you're not a big emailer or email type person, feel free to call me. Um, my number is 303-960-8542. That is my cell phone. Uh, I usually am busy throughout the day, but if you text me, call me, uh, or if you don't reach me, just leave a message. I'll do my best to give you a call. Uh, People have done that in the past, and they were very surprised that I picked up the phone. Um, And I'm I'm just the same person uh, off air as I am on air. I'm the same way. It's you got to communicate. You were talking about that earlier. Read about the type typical client that you like, you, know, you and Haley like to work with, and it's a person that communicates. I mean, communication solves a lot of problems. Uh, just uh, you know, by the way, uh, it's um, <clears throat> I stress that uh, in our company and also when I teach. It's uh, you know, it's, and we're professional problem solvers. Uh, that's what we really are. Uh, we solve people's problems, and and believe me, it always starts out. And I'm sure with you, Reed. Is uh, hey Lou, I got a problem. Hey Reed, I got a problem. I need to buy buy something. Or Lou, I got a problem. Or Reed, I got a problem. I need to sell something. And if we take that assignment on until we complete the assignment, it's na 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 na. Why this? And uh, and it all falls on our shoulders. So I tell my class if if you can't if you got your own problems and you can't solve them, you don't need to be in this industry. So I usually invite them to. Uh, uh, go out the door they came in at the first break and maybe go sell used cars or something. But, uh, you know, we, we have enough problems dealing with the public, much less dealing with the agents that create more problems. It's, um, you know, and there's, and that's fine. I mean, that's just every, in every business. But uh, And we don't have a lot of them. Uh, we're, we're self-policed, and the real estate industry has uh, been around a long time. Uh, and a lot of these uh, issues have been uh, have been resolved. Uh, it's just uh, knowing Definitely. knowing how how to resolve them. Okay. Hey, Lou, I ha- am at my heart stop. Just to let you know. Your heart stop? Do I need to call nine one one? No, I'm just late for another meeting. <laughs> it's okay. Um, well, we we can finish it up here. Um, and um, okay. why don't you just give us a um, how they get in touch with you again? Your number and um, and um, your your email and of course your website. Yeah, that'd be great. Uh, so, the, you know, for listeners that want to get in touch with me, whether you just want to talk shop, so talk land, or you need some funding for your land, uh, feel free to give me a call. Uh, my number is 303-960-8542. You can always reach me by email, which is reed, R-E-I-D, dot Kurtenbach. I know that's a mouthful, so K-U-R-T-E-N-B-A-C-H at gmail.com. Or you can go to rawlandfunder.com. So uh, I know that you'll probably put my email and my website down. And Absolutely. you have my phone number if you want to give me a call if you're listening to the show. Reed, you've been an incredible guest today. I love what you and Haley are doing. I'd uh, love to have you back on the show uh, anytime you want and bring anybody you want. If we want to talk about land, we can just have a wonderful old land conversation. And, uh, uh, and hopefully, if I'm when I'm in North Carolina coming up in the next month or so, we can uh, grab a bite to eat. North Carolina, Virginia, Southern Virginia—that's where I am. Love to see you. All right, sounds great. All right, I'll continue the show this last few minutes here for you, and um, and we'll go from there. Thanks again, Reed. Thank you. So, Reed and Haley, I tell you, it's um, uh, <clears throat> this is one of the most interesting shows that I've done especially for those first-time buyers, your realtors out there. Uh, you've got some wonderful opportunities uh, with Reed and Haley uh, to uh, get involved, uh, especially on unique situations. I, I have a young man that's um, contacted me and, and, and wanted to found a piece of land down in South Carolina. Not a big piece and not very expensive. And, uh, you know, he's, he's um, 
limited uh, and what he can do. Uh, and, um, you know, and so I hooked him up with an agent down there, and, and, uh, and she's helping him with that one specific uh, property that he's really adamant about buying. So, uh, but, uh, you know, if it doesn't work out, I'm, I'm going to send him to Reed and Haley because um, uh, part of his problem was his, his amount of money that he can invest. He's only off a couple thousand dollars to, to accomplish the goal, and they might be the folks that could help him do that. But uh, uh, Reed's uh, website is rawlandfunder.com. Uh, uh, Reed uh, Krutenbach and his beautiful wife, Haley. So uh, they're out in Colorado. And, uh, but they've got uh, this uh, land investment program that they've created successfully, helping folks. And uh, so uh, make sure you get in touch with them. Uh, it'll be on our website and then on Spotify and Podbean. So, um, but, um, you know, there's all kinds of ways to, uh, to uh, approach and to invest in land, uh, using your retirement accounts, self-direct, which is something that, he mentioned at the beginning of the show, uh, instead of having somebody and wherever they are, they don't even know you that's that's uh, playing with your money, you can uh, pull it out and invest it in land. I, I did a show on that with a company, actually, I think it was in Colorado, too, one of the first ones, uh, about how you can use self-direct IRAs uh, or KEOs uh, uh, and uh, invest it in, in land. So uh, got a lot of good shows out there. And uh, Rodney, I'm going to wrap this up for us today. This morning, thank you for joining us today. Let us know how you like the show. If you have any questions or topics you'd like to suggest, we'd appreciate them. All questions are welcome. And all of our guests may be emailed with your questions as well. This show is for the public and most importantly for real estate agents who do not have a source for land education. All of our shows are downloaded after this morning's show on our master website, letstalkland.net. That's let's, plural, talk, land, and it's .net, okay? Also, you'll find our shows on Spotify and Podbean. My email is lou at mylandpro.com. My cell phone number is 336-669-1405. We'd like to thank our sponsor, landhub.com. If you're looking to buy or sell land, landhub.com previews thousands of properties nationwide. Hey, it's my go-to site. Uh, do a lot of business. Uh, thanks to uh, uh, Kevin May and his crew out there in Arizona. Uh, they've created a really great site. Uh, you don't have to be a real estate agent. Uh, if you want to sell your land, you can go to uh, landhub.com, and uh, they'll help you out. Rodney, how do they get in touch with us here? Well, Lou, they can go to our website. Go to wkte1090.com, and uh, that way you can see our website and see all the fabulous shows we have here on the new wave. The new wave, and but and also, if they want to listen to us out there in Colorado and on the West Coast, all they have to do is download the Simple Radio app. How simple is that? Pretty simple. The Simple Radio app. Go to that app. Download WKTE 1090, and it'll pop right up. Add it to your favorite station. Wow. Yeah. That's anywhere in the world, isn't That's it? That's anywhere in the world. That's right. Interesting. And um, we only play what? Happy, happy music. Happy music? Uh, that's right. I know. you got to get you in the happy mood. I love it. I, I listen to it all the time, and I just sing and laugh and shout and smiles. <laughs> and jumps up and down. Yeah, she does. Especially front, if to back, front to back. there's a critter around. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, happy music. Yes. And uh, beach music and oldies. Mm -hmm. And we won some nice awards, haven't we? Yeah, six years in a row there, being the top radio station in the on the East Coast. I mean, that's like from Maine to Key West? But not past the Mississippi. No, on this but side you, of Mississippi. Yeah, but, I mean, we could extend that if you oh, got the yeah. Simple Radio yeah. app, right? Mm -hmm. That's right. And we're running a real quick contest. We're wanting to take our beautiful Wave, physical Wave logo, uh, and it's on our website, and make it happy by either putting the words, changing our WKTE uh, uh, letters and calls and making those little happy letters, mm -hmm. and putting a surfboard or a combination, and guess what? What? I'm going to give the winner of that new piece of artwork $500. To How winner. about that? Contest ends at the end of this month. That's right. So please, if you got a little artistic acumen, mm -hmm. then go to our website, WKTE1090, and uh, send it in. And uh, yeah. we're going we're gonna to get a winner here. Go to the email. Send it through email. You got it. 
Hey, we'll see you next week.